Emotional Glow Up. Enjoy. I know we already did discuss this pre-show, but how are you? <laughs> I am well. I'm well. I'm so excited to be on Toxic as Fuck. Um, yeah, let's just, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I always get the jitters. It doesn't matter how many times I speak on different podcasts and different shows. I always get the jitters, but I'm really excited about this, um, about this talk because I have been kind of following a bit of, of your show and everything that you're about. And I'm like, I loves me an unapologetic bitch. I'm telling you. Shut <laughs> up. Oh my God. <laughs> I live. I live. <laughs> oh my God. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, awesome. Yeah. I am Monty Taj. I'm originally from the DMV area. That's the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Um, Southern girl, um, nomadic as fuck is what I tell people because I move around a lot. Um, with moving around, I've gotten into a career of videography and writing, which I do freelance. So I can live a bunch of different places and choose when and where I would like to work. And yeah, and I'm all about taking back our narratives at people as color, especially black people. Um, and being just an openly queer black woman moving through this space. And I'm really passionate about giving other um, people of color room to really like express themselves. And yeah, you know. <laughs> I love that so much. Asking for me, how do you do that? Like, how do I move? Like, I can't, like, I feel so attached, but yet like, I want to like spread my wings. Girl, it is, I, I, I definitely get it because I actually grew up very humble beginnings but very sheltered as well so mm. came time to like for high school to be over it was like you know like I had this plan I'm gonna go straight to college and do all of these things and then I started realizing that I was following um more so plans and patterns that everyone else had set up for me like family society statistics like all that stuff and I actually took a year after graduating high school and kind of just like bummed around a bit, I guess I lived um, like around DC. I lived for a small stint in New York. Um, and then I eventually went to school after like getting, I like, I got a passport straight out of high school and just decided that I was going to just see any and everything. So I found a lot of discounts and deals to mm. actually the country a lot. So my first year out of high school, I spent, um, a number, uh, a decent amount of time actually visiting like different areas in like South America and, you know, extended family and like random little spots and islands like Guam and uh, Belize, things like that. Um, <clears throat> before I actually went back to school and got my degree in, um, in filming, did, um, mostly um, documentary style filming and journalism. And yeah, and then from there, like, I don't know, I just always had a passion to constantly be on the move and to see things and kind of like, not really be in the mix, but definitely kind of experience things that are going on around me. So yeah, if the first big move is just like leaving your like wherever you're from. Once you, if you can leave your hometown, everything else after that is easy. Mm. 
everything else up there is a little easy. It's just that jarring feeling of, oh my God, I'm moving out into a whole different environment by myself. But I mean, we were born alone anyway. So Ooh. unless you were a twin, you know what I mean? Right. So get used to embracing these spaces that a lot of times aren't going to be as comfortable because the most growth that happens in your life comes from uncomfortable and new situations. That is so very true. I love that so much. I was um, on Twitter looking at something that was like about a black woman traveling. And it's like, here's how people look at you everywhere you go. And there's just like white people in the background, like gawking. They're staring. Yeah. Like gawking. Like, <laughs> Like, it's crazy. I live in Denver now, and I still get, like, a decent amount of white people that's looking like, what's you, like, what's you, what y'all doing here? Like, what's going on? Like, like what, what brings you here, neighbor? <laughs> like, we're not allowed to actually be out and in different spaces, and mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm really about, is, like, embracing and getting comfortable in those very excluded and weird, like, spaces that that kind of feels like it's not welcoming. And a lot of times it's not that the, the spaces aren't welcoming. It's just that we are not embarking into these places. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of time it's fear. Absolutely. I definitely get that. I think I was like, me and my friend were like in the downtown area this weekend. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like being stared at. I don't feel like being here. But it was like, this is what we came down here for. And I often find myself when that, um, like uncomfortableness mm-hmm. like starts creeping up, I start to like pull back instead of kind of just moving forward and moving through it. Yeah, it can be tough. It's definitely, it's definitely tough sometimes. Um, I'm not going to say like sit like, excuse me, oh, I'm always comfortable, you know, going into these spaces. I'm always like, I'm. there's always a level of being uncomfortable, but then I always kind of like t- tell myself that, you know, like, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't deserve to be excluded from these spaces. Like I, I deserve to take up just as much space as let's be honest, the white masses. I deserve to take up just as much space. Like, so, um, like it or not, I'm here, bitch. So, <laughs> I'm here and here to stay. <laughs> I'm here. So <laughs> exactly. And I, be moved like it is what it is like I'm not here to cause trouble I'm just here existing and being like don't put all this fast shit out here for people to experience if you don't want me to actually experience it right oh my god while you're talking I'm just like thinking of your podcast I'm like ah, I get the name now I get it (laughs) (laughs) why don't you tell us a little bit about that (laughs) yeah um yeah my podcast is called comfortably excluded um, and like I said, it's it's about really embracing those moments of of kind of feeling excluded um, from spaces and just kind of embracing and getting comfortable. Um, the name actually came and the whole idea came from after um, I moved to Denver and I was working at this company that it was very obvious that I was a diversity hire. Like it was plain that I was like, you know, we needed to meet a quota. And so here you are, you know, mm. but there was. I was hired there, but I was never really included in a lot of things, which to also, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not much of a want to be a part of nigga anyway. Like I don't really always want to be a part of things, but my thing is like, if you're going to have these company events where everyone is quote unquote invited, why is it that like 
my email address isn't in the invite or, you know, like the word of mouth throughout the office doesn't really come, it, you know, it dies past, you know, once it gets to my office, it dies and I don't hear anything about it. And, and at first it did, it used to hurt, it would hurt my feelings a bit because it was like, you know, like I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a decent person. Um, yes, I'm pro black as hell, but that doesn't mean that I am not, I'm against other races in any way. Like I have friends all across the spectrum and I feel like I deserve to have equal opportunity to hang out with everybody, even though God knows I hate mingling with coworkers, which was also funny. It was just like, I'm a little hurt about this, but if they invited me, would I actually go? Right. Probably not. Nine times out of 10, probably not. And then I got really comfortable with that thought. Once I had said that, like, girl, if you actually got invited, would you go? I sure wouldn't. I really would not. Like, I wouldn't. Thank you so much, Betty, but I'm going to pass. <laughs> and then it just, and then I really started to look and reflect on my journey so far in, my, in these 29 years of living, like, just of all these different spaces where I have been one of the very, if not the only one of the very few black faces in the crowd. Like I even went to, I was one of those students, those kids that was bused away from my neighborhood to go to a different school that was majority white people. And like, I was very interested in theater and filming and writing. So a lot of that stuff isn't really in, in like the city, like the neighborhood and things that I grew, grew up in. So just reflecting that majority of my life, I have always been in these very white spaces and and instead of retreating and trying to like blend it in or like be a part of the wallpaper so people would notice, I just got tired of that shit. And I just said, no, fuck that. I'm going to be very comfortable even when I am excluded because life would be hella boring if we were all the same. And if we, if we were trained or, or if we were taught more growing up, to embrace and love who we are for what we are, no matter whether or not we run across the trends. I really feel that we, my generation would have a little bit more, like the adults would be a little more stable. You know, we won't be trying so hard to fit into these boxes and to these fake standards that were never even set up or designed for us in the first place. And so, yeah, so my podcast um, is just interviewing and just sitting down and talking with a lot of different um, people of color and what they do, um, everything from business owning to real estate, to music, to art, to, to even just movements, um, just everything, because we're so, we're so diverse. We're so diverse in who we are and our different levels that make us all these beautiful different shades of black and brown. And it's time for us to be telling our own stories because I don't mean no harm. Like I'm tired of all these all white comedians and all these white, you know, people going out and saying, well, this is what they're going. No, honey, you going. No, mm -mm. my story is going to be told by me. Okay. So yes, girl, that is comfortably excluded. And of course we talk mess too, like pop culture and petty, <laughs> get all petty and shady and shit because that's just who I am at the core as well. <laughs> <laughs> I live for some messiness for yes. sure. <laughs> Sometimes a little mess help you get you through the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So how would you define toxicity in like general? And then like in terms of like a relationship? 
Um, <clears throat> toxic toxicity in general, I would say, um, for one, n toxic toxic forces can also. I don't want to ju just be like, oh, it's it's an outside force. It also can be inner in as well. Mm. So for me, it's anything that kind of like manipulate um, your mind or your feelings towards your everyday balance of who you are, like shaking shaking your own confidence and, and your barriers and your integrity, your morals, anything that you feel is a deal breaker that, that you would never compromise. If you feel that you're ever in spaces of compromising those things that are very close and, and, and sacred to you, then you have definitely entered a space of toxicity. Like there is something, whether it's outside or internal, that is just keeping you from being your better self. Um, so that's what I think it is, or at least that's how it feels when it's, you know, directed towards me, when, whether it's myself, because a lot of times being, um, having clinical depression, I often, it can be my own enemy at times. So I'm constantly like trying to combat my own toxicity and, and also in place of like, you know, getting rid of certain like friends and, and family members who also more so want to do harm and hurt than heal. Mm. And I guess absolutely comes into play as far as toxic relationships go. Um, people who say that they love and care about you don't go out of their way to keep weighing down on the negative things in your life, whether you cause them or things that are caused towards you. People who love you want to help and heal and see better of you. People who love you don't ask you to compromise who you are. People who really love you and care about you would not ask you to hide certain things about yourself when you're around them to make them feel comfortable. So that's where toxic, um, toxic behavior can come in relationships. Like, and a lot of times we, we think toxic can just be like, you know, people that we just met and which they can be. But a lot of times we have toxic people that is in our everyday life that we never really think about because a lot of times they're a family member or they're a partner that you've been with for a very long time. And we're tricked into thinking that, oh, it's just, it, that's tough love. Like, that, no, that's just tough love. Like, your mom telling you that you can't bring, because you're gay, you can't bring your partner to Christmas dinner around the family because it's not a way of God. That's toxic behavior in a relationship. Because if you, if you really love me, you wouldn't try to make me compromise my integrity and who I am as a person. It's not something that I can really control. Um... So yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's also kind of hard because sometimes toxic behavior can be very subtle. Like um, I had a friend who had to pretty much address their father and let them know. Like I know you always joked about you know me being chubby growing up, but like you know I, I have children now, and they hear these things, and they they you know are are the next generation are recognizing patterns and behavior even within our family. That's like well that makes you know like that's not okay. They shouldn't call you fat they shouldn't call you chubby you know like you know especially if they say like I look like you so then then what does that mean about me you know like just trying to really like heal these cycles of this toxic behavior that we have for so long you know and I know I'm probably rambling but it's it's um <laughs> there's just so much that can go to that can be filled with 
what is toxic and and how you can kind of like maneuver that and deal with it in our everyday life which i hope that answers the question <laughs> i'm gonna steal a lot of that that was like perfect you hit yeah. every corner <laughs> yeah it's it's and it's something that it's tough to, to deal with once you realize it especially when it, it's coming from someone um that's very very close to you um it's it's very tough to actually have that conversation and to set those healthy boundaries that need to be set um, because you don't you don't want to really rock the boat or really lose. Um, and a lot of times we think of this, we don't want to lose that person. But I mean, sometimes you have to sit back and realize, like, what did that what is this person really adding as far as positivity to your life? You know, and it's OK to let them know, like when things don't feel right and it's their job to either accept it apologize, try to make better, or blow it off, which if they blow it off, then that's your answer right there, sis. Like, it's time to just cut that, mm. cut that forward. Because your peace of mind and your sanity and who you, who, you're, who you are laying down with every day and looking at in the mirror needs to be something that you're, someone that you're satisfied beyond with. Someone that you are so in love with that you will not compromise putting them in danger. You're like, you gotta be your biggest advocate. You have to be your biggest advocate. I love that so much because I feel like um, that's really what a lot of it is when you keep that kind of like toxic energy in your life. It's like, well, I, I'm scared of losing this person. I'm scared of that confrontation. I'm scared of what they'll say. And it's like, well, if they really care like how you think they care, they're, they're going to ride for you because they know that that's what you need. And Absolutely. like you said, they would never ask you to compromise yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's your answer right there. That is your answer right there. I always say like, if, if they take this the wrong way, then, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I chose me over this behavior. Mm. I'm sorry that I don't, I, I choose not to be an emotional punching bag because after a while of being an emotional punching bag for so long, you start to become an emotional terrorist. So mm. that means you will do things to manipulate other people to feel things because you're a little you feel trapped that you can't really express these things that you need to feel you need to to the people that need to hear this shit sadly I was one of those people like a lot of toxic energy in my life growing up so much even in adulthood that I started to more so lash out on all the people who didn't deserve it because I couldn't have those conversations and because I couldn't stand up for myself to the people who needed to hear it. So yes, you have to, you have to, you got to be your biggest advocate because you are the only person who, who's going to be with you 24 seven. And I don't know about anybody else, but I would much rather enjoy my own company than to allow other people to run it down just so they feel good. That's not fair. 100%. I think it just takes like knowing who you are and what you can take and what you can allow and then kind of moving from there and setting those boundaries as someone who's like really never had boundaries like that when when you're talking I'm like oh I felt that girl it took a long especially in black home like black families black homes mm -hmm. uh -huh. like 
I wish you would tell your mama you don't like the way she talked to you. I wish you would. <laughs> like, but it's, there's definitely ways of saying things. It took, like I said, it took getting into well into my adult years to realize that. And honestly, also moving, moving around a lot and having a lot of solo space and time to really be with myself. Because you'll notice like once, once those toxic energies are kind of away, like the only person you can deal with is yourself. And when you are sitting by yourself, you don't want to be carrying out everybody else's baggage of what they think or feel about you. We black in America, we got enough going on than to be dealing with these like traumas that we're building up within ourselves. But yeah, setting boundaries is very tough in the black community because one, we all we got. Okay. And two, we're just not wired that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really, we don't really have that space. Like it's, it's a new age kind of thing for black people to even seek out therapy. You know, like we stay very sheltered and, and very much together and we call, we label everything as tough love. And it's a lot of times it's not tough love. It's just, it's, it's, it can sometimes even be abuse at a certain level, but yeah, setting those boundaries, like, if you are willing to, if you want to be in my life, I want you to be in my life, but these are my terms. I need it to be this way. And if they love and care, then they'll make the adjustments they need to. And if they don't, then you wish them the best. And you never know, the future may change. The universe may lay it on their heart and some may change. But until then, don't waste your energy. Don't waste your space. Don't waste your time. Because it takes to it like it's easy to damage, but it takes a long time to heal. Ooh, sure does. It, I mean, damage is easy. Like trauma is easy to get, but healing takes a lot. So don't pile on all that baggage when you already gotta do a, do your work. You gotta do your work. So don't even make it worse for yourself. Oh Lord, I I I so feel that on like a spiritual <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm like Monty girl. Do you know me? Girl, I'm te- honey, <laughs> honey, because I'm telling you, when you set them boundaries, I, you, you will flourish. Even if it's not a monetary thing within yourself, you're going to feel more at peace because not only did you, you set boundaries with people who don't quite understand that you need to be handled a certain way, but you also, you're like, you just feel better. Like, your inner self just, is just like, yes, bitch, you better stick up for us. You better tell them we ain't about that no more. You better have our back. That is so funny. But it's so true. You get that yes. boost of energy. Like, yes, you do. You get, high, you get high. You feel like you can take on the world. <laughs> like, give, give me my energy back. Slide that back here. Thank you. Okay. Back. And it's funny because once you set up your first boundary, like everything else becomes easier. Telling people no becomes easy. Telling people, uh, 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 no, thank you. I ain't having that conversation with you today. It's just, it, it's so easy. It's like you become, it becomes your own little superpower of uh, your little protective shield. Right. You can amp yourself up and give yourself that confidence you really need. Absolutely. Because ain't nobody is going to love you the way you love you. No one is going to take care of you the way you are going to take care of you. Mama and daddy can say all day long they have unconditional love, which I'm sure they do. But we all have to grow up and walk our journeys alone. And walking alone teaches you, like, 
the power of your inner courage, your strength, your love. Because I was definitely one of those people where you could tell me all day long that you believe in me, you're proud of me, but if I don't feel it, it doesn't, it, it's on deaf ears. It doesn't matter. Mm. Because I need to feel it for myself. So that's why, yeah, you be your biggest advocate. And don't let nobody tell you nothing different. And your feelings are valid. And I hate when people tell you, well, that's wrong. No, if that's how you feel, that's how they feel. You Ooh. may not agree with how they feel, but don't tell them they're wrong. They, everyone's feelings is valid. And you just got to learn when to set your boundaries and how, to, how you want to maneuver with people, and how you want to handle. Every relationship that is in your life is completely on your terms. Like, don't invite people into your life and give them full control. It's a, like, your life is a movie. How you gonna play the, how you gonna be the supporting actress and not the lead role in your movie? Okay. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm sorry, this is the film starring Monty, not the film with a company. No, no, ma'am. Y'all need, you have to be the lead, you have to be the lead in the, in the movie that is your life. Even if your voice shakes, you got to do it. Even if it, honey. Even if. Absolutely. And even if you don't feel confidence right now, I, one thing I used to always, fake it till you make it, honey. If you got to tell yourself every day, and even though you feel a little crazy saying it, that you big stuff and you all that, I promised you by day five, you're going to start believing it. And it won't mm -hmm. sound crazy no more. So people can't come up to you and give you no mess and sell you BS. Monty, I love you. This is just <laughs> girl. I tell you, I like. I just like I said. I'm just very passionate about, especially our culture, our community, healing and being better and bridging gaps. Like, but in order to do that, we have to start with ourselves. Mm. That's we where it all starts and ends with yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. So I wanted to switch gears just a tiny bit before we jump into the viral talk. Um, mm -hmm. Because you said earlier that you identified as queer. And mm -hmm. like, what, what does that mean? Yes, I am a queerdo weirdo. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am one of the alphabet boys, as, as a lot of homophobic people like to call us one of the alphabet boys. Um, I am queer. I self-identify as queer. Most people will like to categorize me as bisexual. Um, I really don't pick bisexual, bisexual as, as a reference, as a, as an identity. I don't get upset if people categorize me as such, but, um, only just because I, I absolutely love dating, um, men and women, but I also am open to, and have, you know, dove into dating in the within the trans community as well which a lot of people are like well what's the difference between queer and pan well pan deaf pansexuals don't don't follow any of the rules so it's just like absolutely they're attracted to the spirit the person i am also attracted to the person but i also like um I like some of the gender norms. So like, I like trans women to be, you know, trained more and more feminine and kind of like take that identity. Trans men to be more masculine and take that identity. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I've always been open in that sense of your love can be in any form. Um, I grew up around a lot of, <laughs> of, um, of a lot of black gay men. Um, uh, they pretty much was my example of what 
you know, what being feminine was. I watched a lot of like my, like, I grew up a lot in the drag scene with uncles and things like that. And I don't know. So when it came to like picking as far as, well, you don't pick your sexuality, but when it came to coming into the realization of my sexuality, I never really wanted to take any side of being straight, being gay, being bisexual. I just thought all of the terms in general were just, you know, they were stifling. Why put a label on it? You know, like we don't have to label shit. Let's just enjoy each other in the moment that we have. And then the beautiful world word of queer came out and reclaiming the word queer and just its definition of just being weird out of the ordinary, um, uncanny. And yeah, so I am. I am a black queer woman, very proud, um, which is it baffles people's people a lot because I'm in a relationship with a um, cisgendered heterosexual male. And I get a lot of questions that it's always funny, like, oh, man, like, do you ever want to be, do you ever want to be with girls? Or does he get upset? Like, when, when you look at girls, and a lot of times, though, these are heterosexual relationships where I'm like, okay, well, how do you, do you think your partner doesn't, like, turn his head when he see a big button to smile walk past? <laughs> um, do you not drool over Michael B. Jordan, sis, every time right. his fist pop up on the ground? <laughs> sexuality has nothing to do with monogamy like <laughs> that has nothing to do with monogamy like you're asking me and you're asking me more questions of are we monogamous versus does my sexuality get in the way of my relationship which right. no it does not <laughs> it does not at all we are very committed to each other and he understands where I stand like I don't hide it I actually don't be forthcoming I'm not gonna lie I don't be upright honest with straight men about my sexuality because you tell, especially black men, you tell them that you like playing on both sides of the field. They're like, oh, well, for real. Oh. I like when my girl got a girlfriend. Just, like, There's whole rap songs about it. Exactly. Like, it's it's this whole, this, this fantasy of my girl got a girlfriend. Where it's like, okay, well, we people too. Like, I don't know if you know it or not, straight men, but we not out here flicking each other's beans for y'all approval. Like, I am not, I could care less about what turns on the cisgender heterosexual male gaze at all. If I'm approaching this young lady, I'm approaching her 100% on my own merit. Right. So, and it's like, <laughs> not, not everything falls under that male gaze. Like, I know you like to think no. things about you, but it's not. I mean, I mean I mean, I mean, of course you're going to gaze because I look good. But right. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? But no, I mean, and it's, it's a difficult space being, being a queer black woman um, just across the board because, I mean, I, I mean, the most, di- I mean, it's, it's common knowledge, the most disrespectful, the most disrespected person in, in you know, in the U.S. is the black woman, uh-huh. you know, throw, throw homo on top of that. And then it's just, we're completely no good. Like, like, unless we willing to let the, let an audience into our bedrooms, then we are even more useless. And, and, you know, like it just sucks. So I'm, I'm, I definitely like to, um, I always speak on a lot of different panels and I like to have different workshops here in Denver. Um, just pretty much talking about what it's like being queer and black and female working in the media industry. It is tough. I get a lot of, Oh God, a lot of misogynistic assholes. And I get a lot of jokes. I also get a lot of, a lot of girls that kind of want to like dabble, but they're just want to 
oh, but like, it's like, but I bet, I bet like your boyfriend loves it though, right? And it's like, it's no, because my sexuality isn't for his entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. So I don't know. It's just, it's a part of my identity. I am, I don't feel that I should have to choose. I do a lot of episodes on my podcast talking about intersexuality, which is the idea that, um, that is really hard in um, the black gay community is that this whole fight of struggling, choosing whether we're black first or whether we're gay first, you know, like what struggle do we go on? Especially when, you know, the, the, the black community is not that very supportive of us alphabet boys. And honestly, the gay community is more tailored towards white gay men. So we're not, we're not very, accepted in that arena as well. So just finding our spaces, it's very important to me, like carving out safe spaces. So it's a, it's a journey, but I, I, I wouldn't trade it because I look at a lot of different people that I, I help and talk to and kind of help give confidence to, you know, walk in their truth because we deserve to take up space like everybody else. I really love that because I do feel like there's so much stuff because when you talk about like Black queer women or like bisexual women Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's more accepted because it's more sexualized and then you absolutely men and it's like oh no 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 and that's why I'm never up front in what I call mixed company which is a which I laugh the straights like if I'm in a company of of, (laughs) a lot of straight people I I don't that information because especially if they're straight men a lot of times they do it's instantly oh and everybody wants to give me their support everybody wants to give me their support all day long and it is like you said it's because I am female you know I am attractive I am a black woman so it's like oh hell yeah I'd, I'd pay to watch that like what kind of and I always get what kind of girls are you into like and it, it gets weird. It gets uncomfortable because I'm not a fet. I'm not something that can. Be, I'm, you're not going to fetish. You're not going to fetish over the things that I do. The things that is my life. And especially when I look at like a lot of trans women, like my poor sisters are out here struggling and dying mm. at rapid fucking rates because of of homophobia and straight men having problem with their attraction to trans women. Like so. I also know not to take up too much space in those arenas when those those conversations are going on because I, you know, like I, and I hate to say it, but I get a pass. I get a pass because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feminine. I, I'm, I'm female presenting. I am open with my sexuality. So it's, it's, it's hot. It's sexy. It's accepting. But, you know, my good friend, Craig, who's non-binary, like, is getting called all kind of fucking slurs and 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 is seen as like some fucking sexual deviant where we're walking the exact same journey. So it it does I always like to also give space for that real conversation that you know I you know you can accept what I look like because in your eyes I look acceptable. I am what you know rappers and singers all fantasize and talk about like you know like but what about, you know, my brothers and sisters and my non-binary people who are constantly being ridiculed, suicide is through the roof, like they're being murdered, like, so let's get off of this whole cutesy, oh yeah, that's hot, and, and 
really hear what's going on. Because if anything, I talk about all that shit before I even disclose my actual sexuality, um, which is always entertaining because, you know, everyone automatically assumes that I'm straight because I also have a straight male partner as well. And then, of course, I get grief from, you know, the gay community as well. Sometimes they are like, oh, but are you really, though, sis? Like, are you really, though? And it's very upsetting because, again, my sexuality is something that's very sacred and personal to me. And I don't take it for a joke. And I don't take anyone else's for a joke. So please don't come at me, boo. <laughs> right. It's just like, ugh. Uh, we need a whole just, like, episode on this one thing. Because I feel like... I don't even, I, cause I don't even act all out in, in clubs and stuff because I don't, no, nah, no, nah, this show ain't for you. This right. show ain't for you, honey. And like I say, if I approach this young woman, I'm approach her on my merits alone. Don't need an audience. Don't need a whooping up crowd. I don't need, I don't care what it's doing to your libido. Right. I can't, like, this is for me. Not yeah, like, me. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very complex space to be in. It's a very, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, very passionate also about carving out those safe spaces. Like we need safe spaces. Absolutely. And me, myself, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm very accepting of like all people and I, I, I like want to know more. And even I'm sometimes confused by a lot of stuff, but like, I, like I want to know. And I feel like that that's that's where like the disconnect is for a lot of people where it's like you're confused, but you want to stay confused. You want to stay in that ignorance and mm-hmm. you don't want to kind of um, bridge. Versus actually in. learning and, and see like, yeah, get like letting go of your own, uh, not yours, but letting people letting go of their own hangups and actually asking questions and talking to these people. Like, it's funny, I was on, there's like this, this, uh, this group I'm on on Facebook and um, they were posting about, uh, about sex work and the comments were so, so intense. And I'm like, obviously you all, you know, grew up with, everyone's got their moral codes of what they believe and there's nothing wrong with that. But in that same token, we cannot be damning and condemning other people for the journeys and the lives that they live. And I had to let them know, like, you guys are laughing and saying that, you know, it's horrible and all this, but do you do realize there's like a huge percent of the world who this is their survival. Mm. I mean, hell just the trans community alone, like a lot, like majority of them, like that's where they, they, they survive is through sex work because we live in a society that is, completely full of bigots there's just whether they and even if they do get jobs where they can actually work that does not stop them from having co-workers harass and abuse them and things like that so you never really know what people the decisions that and then I mean honestly there are people out there who really just love that profession I mean honestly it's the oldest one when all of this crumbles and there's nothing left pussy will still be on sale mm. Whether it's your front or your back, honey. Like, so I think, yeah, we just, we got to really kind of let go of our honey. Like, I absolutely get it. Like, it's not your cup of tea. You know, you oppose it. Absolutely. But let's not, let's not condemn and damn other people for making decisions that you're not making. And that don't affect you at all whatsoever that but you can have the you at all. premiums you can look at porn you can Plenty. support all this sex work but like in public you're like no 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 no. exactly 
Like, ooh, that's, I just, I looked down. Like, oh, girl, stop playing. Y'all tripping. There was a period in college where I was selling my panties online. Let's not play games. Ah! That work is real. The money is legit. The money is legit. (laughs) It's just as green as yours, okay? Money? So, (laughs) we got to... We got to kind of let go of the hangups. And, and honestly, like I said, ask questions. Like, and don't ask ignorant questions, but ask, like, let pe- like ask the general questions. Re- Google. You don't want to actually ask people? Google. You don't want to be embarrassed and make people feel offended? Go to Google. Type your question into Google. There are forums. There are all these different resources where you can learn about things. So you ain't got to be walking around looking crazy. And I know your phone is in your hand 24-7. I know it is. <laughs> and the great thing about my dear Aunt Google is she's related to everyone. Anybody can call her up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's switch gears into uh, the viral topic of today. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so viral talk is a segment where I pick a tweet or a meme or anything in between that kind of causes a conversation on the internet. Are you ready, Monty? I am ready. (laughs) Okay, so this is from an Instagram post I saw. I want to be better about my screenshots, but like I kind of cut off the person's at, so I don't know who to give credit to. But (laughs) (laughs) there was, um, I really identified with this post because like I I thought of my own kind of like spiritual awakening, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. So it reads, some glow-ups aren't always physical, some are mental and emotional, and then it gives kind of like tips for that like emotional glow-up. So we're going to go through those tips, and you can let me know like what you think, and if you've had like a similar experience and can relate. Mm -hmm. The first tip is get rid of people who don't fucking care about you. I can't stress this enough. Some boys don't give a shit about you. Oh, I don't want a relationship usually means I don't want you. But let me just keep you on my side for validation and usage. What do we feel about that? Um, <clears throat> I feel about that. Uh, if, girl, okay, it's simple. Like I said, your relationship is completely ran on how you feel and what you want and what you're seeking out of it. If you know that you want you know like you because i get it you know this generation everybody's into the situationship and we just talking and there is nothing i'm gonna just say this for there is nothing wrong with being a person who still values being being in a monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. okay there's there's nothing wrong with that and i feel like a lot of women try to switch and go like oh no it's cool if we just hang out knowing damn where they want more than that Okay, so yes, if you want more than that, and this person is not giving it to you, and they got every excuse in the book, then it's time to let them go. And I'm not talking, we're not compromising to know, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship right now, but we can still talk. Okay, well, that's cool. No, (laughs) no. If you know your heart is not up for compromising and on the table for debate, let that nigga walk. Mm. Let them go. Let him go. Let her go. Let them go. Because what you want, it's, it's just as important of what they want. Why are you choosing to, to bend your standards because of something that they want instead? It's totally fine that that's what, that they don't want anything serious. It's also just as fine for you to say, that's cool. Um, 
I'll see you next lifetime, baby. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because I'm not. And I've I've been the person I've for a lot of I'm like me being in this relationship right now, honey, it is like it's one that my mom is looking at like, are you sure? Cause I am I am the opposite end. I am the I was always the I really enjoy spending time with you, but I cannot give you anything further than this. Mm. And I, but I would always let him know, but I understand if this is, if this isn't going to work because the last thing I would want personally, because I've been in situations where I've dated people where I wanted more and they said they wanted more, but they didn't really give it. Just be honest Mm -hmm. because I don't want to keep anybody strung alone. If you miss out on the person you're supposed to be with waiting for me or waiting for anybody else, that's just fucking sad on both of our parts. So yes, no. When people show you who they are, please, honey, (laughs) believe them. Maya wasn't just quoting, just giving y'all words. She was giving y'all a warning. I always looked at that as a full warning. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not some insightful, in-depth, like, no, it's a fucking warning. When people show you who they are, believe them. If you are telling me you don't want, like you care about me, but you don't want to, you don't want to have anything real serious with me, then, then what are we doing? This is, I'm not going to waste my time and energy if I know I want more. Now, if I also want a situation ship, that's cool. Um, if you could just not call or text me during day hours, during the Whoa. daytime, because I'm sorry, that's just how I set up. If we're going to make it that way, then we need to keep some fine boundaries. There ain't no hanging out. Ain't no you coming to my place whenever you want to. Ain't no, hey, how you doing? Good morning. No, we are wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's Collect how feelings on the way out. Collect your things on the way out. <laughs> Only shit here. Take your toothbrush. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, please, don't even bring it. You ain't staying. You're not staying. <laughs> but no, yes, let them go. Let them go. Let them go. You deserve more. My best friend is finally realizing that I love her so much, but she has never been one who made good decisions when it came to dating. Like, let these people go. Because someone, again, who loves and care about you does not want to, they don't want to see you in pain, let alone be the one causing you the pain. Right. So yeah, you can keep that little you keep that little bullshit what you want. That's all I don't want it. I just wanna keep, you know, I just wanna keep it a little simple because you know, you got a whole bunch of shit going on and you know well you that's you so right, Tyrone. So go ahead, delete my number and you have fun. So yes, I do agree with that. If that is what you are looking if you are looking for something real, advocate for yourself, sis. Be your advocate. Tell him gone. He can look good all day long. I promise y'all. He can look good all day long and the D could be bomb, but I promise you there's like 10 other niggas out there that could do the same thing. Okay. He ain't the only one. And I bet he won't that bomb. I bet it was just because he bought you flowers one time. <laughs> right. And you're clinging on to that. Stop and you clinging. clinging on to that memory. They did mm-hmm. one nice thing for your ass. And I get it because I've been in that low place before. They do one nice thing for you and you hang on to that. And that is not, nah, that's not okay. Get you somebody real. You deserve more than that. Um, what did you just say that I love so much? Um, I don't know. I feel like we're also like in this situation where a lot of people are like lying. I love that you said like, 
um, when people show you who they are, believe them because we get so caught up in the words and the mm-hmm. feelings that we, we do. And, I mean, on. and especially as women, as women, we we feel for some reason that we have to this whole this whole mentality of you gotta be you know you're you gotta be a nice young lady like or this whole thing of well I can change his mind no girl stop lying you know damn well my best friend was this person you know damn well girl you are not a situation um ship type of girl you you are you are very committed you are very monogamous you are very nurturing you are very loving when you say you want to be with someone you put your all into them. So why would you want to lie and try to compromise all of those great qualities for some scrub who don't even want to give you his wig days? So no, it is time for it's time for women to stop stop lying, stop trying to stop trying to dumb down your values, girl, to keep Tyrone around. You don't need to. You don't need that. You really don't need that because I see it all the time. I mean, when he said he just want to hang out, so I mean, like, is it worth it? Hang out. I got friends for that. Okay. That's okay. I don't need to hang out. If I gave you my number and I approached you on some romantic shit, that means I wanted to see this go further. Right. But a lot of times we hear them say that. And for some reason, I watch so many women accept it. Like, okay, no, that's not okay. Start, start cutting that toxic behavior off immediately when you see it. And that's why I say after that first no and that first boundary, you'll start to see all of it. You'll start to do these men that approach you like this. You go, you will laugh at it. Go, oh, that's okay. That's okay. You can go about your business. This was fun. Um, but us, no, nah, you ain't got to worry about calling me ever again because I want more. I deserve more. I'm better than this. And then you giving me some little sad excuse. I just put money on, I'd help put money on your little bail. And you telling me you ain't ready for a relationship. Not the bail. <laughs> like, you still say like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, girl, how you gonna try to dismiss somebody and you can't even move out of your uncle's basement? Honey, no. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I, I, I feel like I can laugh about it now, but I was definitely guilty. Honey, we have all been there. We have all been there. We have all been there. (laughs) It's like, I can laugh now, but it wasn't funny then. (laughs) Honey, it wasn't funny then. I was messing with somebody who only contacted me through the public school library's computer, the public library's computer, because he ain't even have a cell phone. Got the nerd to tell me that he won't read it for something serious. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You right, you ain't. You contacted me via the public library's computer. (laughs) But we do it. We put up with it. We do that. <laughs> we do that. When we are broken ourselves, we feel that, you know, a lot of things that we feel like, I mean, oh, this is great versus, no, nah, this is probably not okay. <laughs> this, right. this is probably not healthy at all. But yeah, girl, we've been there. We can laugh about it now because it's funny. But back then, it probably it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't very funny. It was very sad. It was sad time. <laughs> right. Sad, sad. <laughs> It was sad times. (laughs) Lord. Okay, let's move on to tip number two. So the second tip is to stop comparing yourself. It says you're cute as hell. Facts. (laughs) All facts. All facts. And I'm I'm all facts. I and honestly, I I truly believe this. I do not care. I don't care what you look like. I have a cousin. 
I declared and I tell you not, she looked like a toe knuckle. But you will never rock her con you will never shake her confidence. Okay. Because of that, there are so many people that flock and 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 wanna be with be around her. Men want to date her. Like like you gotta let go of of your of your idea, which a lot of times your idea of beauty is European standards of beauty. Mm-hmm. When you let that bullshit go and you finally see and love yourself for who you are, yes, yes, honey, stop comparing yourself to everybody else out here because you got something that somebody else doesn't have. Mr. Rogers, God rest his soul, was not blowing smoke up y'all asses as little kids when he was saying that there is no one in this world like you. There is no one. If that is not alone, an energy boost to not want to compare yourself, that I don't know what is. But I always, I just think about that. Like that white, old, regular white man sat on TV and really told, and he was not like, like, and when you really look at it, it that remember him watching an interview of him going behind the science. Like, if you really look at it, we go from a scientific standpoint, I, there is not one person on this earth that is the same as anyone. I don't even care if you're identical twins. There is no one like you. There is no one that is you but you. You are important. You are somebody. You are deserving. You are worthy. So there is no point in you comparing yourself to somebody else. And a lot of times we compare ourselves to people who we think got it going on because mm-hmm. we see them got, got it going on, but we fail to realize or see the struggle it took to get there. Right. We love the success story, but no one wants to talk about or really sit in the shit that took you to get there. Mm. So while you comparing yourself to somebody else, there is somebody, I promise, that's watching your every move wishing that they could be you and take the steps that you're taking so yes don't compare yourself you are wasting your time and your energy so much energy so much much energy when you got something that 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 you got something to contribute in this world that nobody else does and you're stifling it yeah you stifling when you're watching when you're watching everybody else and what they're doing your masterpiece isn't going to create itself yeah you got to focus in on you. Get that tunnel vision. Really wrap yourself up in you. And after a while, all what you thought were competitors and comparing yourself to, you'll realize that you ain't competing with nobody but yourself. So if you're going to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to where you were last year. Be in a constant competition in comparison to yourself. Like I always look at even like my mental growth. I compare it to who I was last year and the year before that. If anything, that's my motivator to keep going like, yes, bitch, you are doing it. We are making moves. We are growing. We are glowing. You don't have yes. I love it. Oh, my you God. And, in that <laughs> and I tell you, can't nobody shake that confidence once you really get that groove on feeling cute as hell. Like, I, I love I love looking at, at, at Megan the Stallion and how – like they talking about yes and how they talk about how like she was you know like bullied and stuff because she was always big you know she was always a bigger girl like and she always laughed and she's like yeah i call myself megan the stallion i'm not an idiot i know a stallion is a male horse but i got caught people been saying i'm a man pretty much my whole life so guess what i'm embodying it i look good i love this like i 
love you, honey. Cause I'm telling you, once you feel that you are beautiful, you are the bomb, you are the shit, nobody can shake your confidence because your confidence don't come from outside. It's all within. Mm. It's the self-esteem. Your self-esteem is your self-esteem. Don't let nobody shake that shit. You better rock it. Look, girl, I don't mean no harm because I promise you, while you sitting around comparing and thinking that you're not as cute as this girl, that girl, I promise you there's at least 10, 15, 20 people that's dying for you to look their way because it is very true that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if you marketing yourself as I feel beautiful, I know I'm beautiful, I am confident, Hell, that's half the battle because I'm definitely a personality and a confidence type person. Like you, like your personality and your confidence can give you a straight up 10 in my book. There are so many people. I'm like, they're fine as fuck. And my friends are like, who? What? And I'm like, I don't see how y'all don't see. But the charisma and the confidence and the everything that they are carrying, their energy, their aura is just so, it's, it's electric. That's sexy. And it attracts people to you for sure. And it attracts the right people to you. Say it. Say it again. Jeez. It attracts the right people to you because we may, there's nobody in this world that's for everybody. Mm. But there's always somebody for somebody. I promise. I may not be this person's cup of tea, but this person over here is dying to sip it up. Okay. (laughs) Till the last drop. Till the last drop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You need to be like, a motivational speaker. Don't tell me low-key you a motivational speaker. Because... Girls! <laughs> Just around little local community events. Okay. <laughs> local community <laughs> events. Because we need to hear it. Like, girl, I'm telling you. Confidence is... Ha- that's the key. You really wear it. That's the key. Have, honestly, half these white men in the positions that they are ain't got no business being in them, but because they're confidence. Mm. And honestly, I laugh with my friends. I tell them my prayer every day to God is, Lord, please give me the confidence of a mediocre white man in America. Because <laughs> can't nothing shake, can't nothing shake him. He's president now. Can't nothing be shaken. Oh, Lord. Not even a powerful white, a mediocre. A mediocre white man will read you your rights and tell you what the fuck he will and will not do and expect it. So if he can get out there every, if Larry working over at Safeway can get out there all day and asserting himself and wearing it with confidence, what what is what's my excuse? Right, I was in this um this like space for like bloggers and business entrepreneurs, etc. Um, and this woman was talking about how she works in tech um, around a lot of like white men, and she would always say to herself like, "What would a white man do?" And yep. that's how she would go about her game. Yep. <laughs> yep, I do it all the time. And if I'm in really stressful situations, I ask, what would a white woman do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they really, them the ones who really know tricks of the trade. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. And tell yourself, you deserve. There are times all the time, like, I don't know. You know what, bitch? You deserve. Let because you do. Now, you deserve. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to skip to tip number three because I think like we, it, it, was, it was about confidence as well. So I think we really got that together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, tip number four is about self-care. Now it says, 
It doesn't have to be doing your nails or getting your edges laid. It can literally be watching movies all night or crying. As long as you feel okay at the end of the day, you took care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for a long time, I was one of those people that thought self-care meant pampering your outer, like getting my nails done, getting my hair done, like buying new clothes. And I'm not saying like those aren't self-care practices, but I think a lot of times we, we, we focus so much on our exterior that we don't practice um, internal self-care practices. Mm. So yes, it is very important to um, really check in with yourself, um, reflect. I love to journal. I journal a lot. Well, I also, I'm, I'm, I'm a writer. So of course I love even writing in my spare time. So <laughs> I journal a lot. Um, I take up hobbies um, that um, kind of forced me to be either in silence or kind of solitude. So I have gotten really into like plant care. Like my apartment is full of plants right now, which is funny because I couldn't even keep cactus alive before. <laughs> and, um, and through like, you know, yoga and taking care of my plants and even just sitting and like bike riding my bike you know, on certain trails where I'm, I'm alone with myself and really, I can really like reflect and kind of meditate and really get down to like, think about what's, what's been going on with me. Like in the last couple of days, like I like to, I, I, I like to check in with myself very often. So at least, at least twice out of the week, I like to just like first thing in the morning, like be silent for like two hours and just, journal or take care of my plants or do yoga and just reflect on like what my week has been like or what the days coming up is going to be like and maybe some feelings some unresolved feelings that I have that I kind of want to address or any of those things just and it doesn't have to be that long even honestly self-care can even be practiced while you brushing your teeth in the morning if you are brushing your teeth and you are like thinking you know you're you're reflecting to yourself you're thinking positive thoughts over over your day over yourself that's even self-care um just really taking time to take care of yourself and that is more your emotional side than your exterior because for a long time, I looked very good on the outside, but was very broken and very damaged on the inside. And no one knew because I thought as long as I keep looking good, you know, I'm going to feel good. Because that's, that's a whole thing, too. Like, if you look good, you feel good. Right. It's a Band-Aid. I promise you it's a Band-Aid. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to look good and you're going to feel good in that moment. But it is, like I was saying earlier, though, at night when you're, when all, you know, every, all the people are gone and, you know, like you logged off of social media, you've taken your makeup off and you're just laying there with yourself right before going to bed. Like, what is that feeling that you have? What's that feeling? And how do we, whether it's a positive feeling or a negative feeling, how do we either make that negative feeling go away or how do we keep this positive feeling going? So like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take the time to check in with yourself on a more emotional and mental level. Um, because the exterior is only going to get you so far before you hit that wall and then, yeah. And stop giving all of yourself to everyone else too. That's also self-care. Like, taking time for yourself like if you know you are tired and you done been running around with Ray Ray and and Kim all damn week y'all been 
partying and getting crazy and you know like you're like i think i kind of want to just stay in for the night like, oh but you're boring bitch to let them know like no ma'am I need this, I need this night to myself. I need to sit with myself because again, no one's going to take care of you the way you're going to take care of you. So get into that, get into that internal ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks. If you're listening, like take the time with yourself. It can be hard to reflect and deal with your own, your own shit, but you will love yourself a lot more for it. I'm definitely an advocate for self-care. Healthy self-care. Absolutely. I really like everything that you're saying because a lot of it is focused on going inward where a lot of times we really don't like to be. And because of like like it's it doesn't feel good to sit with that negative like it doesn't feel good to like really do that work until you're on the other side and you're like oh yeah I needed that you know yeah yeah and I think that's why I started with journaling the most and I'm not saying journaling doesn't have to be a a, you you come to a positive conclusion when Mm -hmm. it all honestly being just writing out your feelings is that can lift such a load off of you because a lot of times we carry a lot of stuff and you got to let some of that, some of that baggage got to be let down. And we may not be comfortable with talking to other people or even ourselves. Just write that shit down, write it down, get a, get a little book or something and just keep it somewhere sacred that you know, that is just for you. And just write down your feelings. There are sometimes I just write down just pure cuss words on a sheet. If that's just how I'm feeling, just all curse words, just to, just to get it out. <laughs> just yeah. To, just to, just to get whatever negative or frustration is out. And it's funny because the moment that I, I, I stop writing, it feels a little better. Like the problem may still be there, but even at that moment, I have given myself permission and space to feel. It's all about giving yourself permission. And you ain't got to be in front of an audience. I, I tend to like to do my, my internal self-care without um, audience. So a lot of times I work from home. So I, you know, my partner goes away for work. So I like to use the space and the time for that. But yeah, it's, it's more so giving yourself permission to just feel and go through things. And even if you don't want to go through things, or if you don't want to feel things, you still need to take the time to just, just love on yourself or do something that gives you joy. Like, like I said, with hobbies, I love plant care. I have a garden, uh, like a community garden and and I like to do like a lot of things, something solo just to even get my mind off certain things that are going on. But whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good and feel right in the moment and in your daily life, then do it. You need to do it. You have to. Self-care is so important. That's another thing. You keep saying what you like to do. You, you, you. And like, yeah, like people... I feel like it's such an like an industry thing now mm-hmm. where it's like self care's here and there and like this is what money, it looks money, like. Money. But yeah, no, and it is not. It is not at all. It is what you feel. I have a friend who like it's funny, she picked up a job walking dogs, like as just a little part time thing because it's something that like she for some reason she just feels very at peace. When she's just like walking all these dogs two days out of the week. But that's what she wants. That's, that's what she feels comfortable. That's where she feels that she can actually have breakthrough in her life. Like where things aren't clouded. Whatever right. 
you choose because everybody's got a bl blueprint of this is how you do it no that's not how you do it that's it's how you do it is what gives you joy what puts you in a place of peace where you can actually sit with yourself and go we's a bad bitch <laughs> <laughs> we we are and be be compassionate and ha you have to have compassion for yourself with self-care because it is tough to deal with the things that you are going through. So please be patient and be have some compassion for yourself. Don't be hard. Don't be stressed out. If you feel like, you know, like, I don't want to do this. This is tough. I don't like, that's okay. Girl, that is, <coughs> excuse me. That is okay. Like be patient, have compassion with yourself. It's not a race. You know, it's a marathon. We are all trying to get to a healthier place. So take time, take space with yourself. I was definitely one of those people who my entire life, I was, like I said, I was my biggest enemy. Like I, this is in the last like two years is probably the most positive thinking I've ever had over myself in my entire life because I've always had very negative thoughts of just on myself. Mm. So yeah, you, you, I, once I learned that I'm doing, I'm doing the best I can and once you tell yourself that, and I know we say that to like parents and relationships or, you know, that are down on us. So we, we say it to more so lash out. We, I'm doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. But when you really like look at yourself and you, you hold yourself and you say, girl, we are doing the best we can. We are a work in progress. We are not perfect. We are going to do the best we can every single day. We are going to fall. We are going to fumble. We are going to fall short. But guess what? I'm still here for myself. I'm still here for you. Like, we're going to get through this one step at a time. Okay. One Loving yourself at a time. Loving yourself is very tough. It's, it's, it's much harder than people like to talk about. And that's where self-care comes in. Self-care mm -hmm. teaches you how to love yourself and how to love yourself the way you think you should be loved. So that when you go out seeking love from others, you know how that love's supposed to feel because you've been giving it to yourself. That is so a word. You have something to compare it to. Mm -hmm. So if your love don't feel like the love I'm giving myself, I don't want it. Yeah, I was honey. just saying in another interview, um, like you date at the level of your self-esteem. Absolutely you do. Mm. Absolutely you do. And I'm telling you, self-care is how you get there. You want to change the type of people that you're attracting in your life? Change up those self-care methods. How are you loving yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? Because if you're taking your care of yourself at what you feel is optimal, all that other bullshit that come your way, you're going to easily be able to detect it and diffuse it. Mm. Go on about your business, Tyrone. Tyrone's killing me. <laughs> Ty, go about your business, Tyrone. Because <laughs> we we know better and we are doing better. So okay. we don't have time. We're so, too busy glowing over here. Too busy glowing. <laughs> and just finally growing back like a beast. <laughs> you can't have none of this. You can't have it. This skin is clear. I'm minding my business. Honey. <laughs> and, one, and they will. They will try it. And that's the beauty. They will try to come back. And that's the beautiful thing of you doing your homework and you doing your self-care. Because they're going to come back and you're going to laugh mm -hmm. the right on out the door. That's okay. You missed it. And besides, the person they coming back for is somebody that don't exist anymore. Ooh. They come somebody that's damaged that they can use. Mm. She gone. She don't live here no more. You come here looking for a ghost, honey. Mm. You mm. she don't 
Uh-uh. She don't live here no more. <laughs> she don't live here no more. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You missed her. <laughs> you are so Southern. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Oh my God. I love talking to you so much. Like that's what we got to do. We, uh, the, we have to build each other up. Like we are all Queens trying to do our kingdom. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody where we can find you? You can find me at on, I'm on, um, we're on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter that is comfortably excluded and that I'm going to spell it out because you know people want to have spelled that is c-o-m-f-o-r-t-a-b-l-y comfortably and excluded e-x-c-l-u-d-e-d um and of course I have a personal Instagram page which is monty underscore python that is monty with two y's underscore and python and for all of my nerds out there, yes, it is Monty Python, like the the show and the series. Like I was about to say, I see you, sis. I see you. See? you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be nerdy like that, and like, uh, like I watched a lot of the fucking Monty Python like side tires growing up, and it was pretty cool because my brothers, my you know, it goes along with my real name. My nickname was always like Monty with my brothers because I have all brothers. So they said that my name should be a boy's name to match all the boys. So they started calling me Monty. So. (laughs) How many brothers do you have? Girl, too many. (laughs) Too damn many. I have, oh, there's the the twins. There's the older twins. So that's two. And then the three younger ones. And then my mom just had another one. So I have five, uh, five, six brothers, six brothers. Because the twins count as two, six. Yes. (laughs) I have five brothers. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) Yes, girl. So you know the struggle like i know i know <laughs> you, had to, you had to date across town because couldn't date nobody at the damn school was at a grade level so you had to, I had to date people all across town like just i gotta like, be scared to introduce them to the fit like it's a whole thing it's a whole thing honey and taking my partner home to meet my my family which he's the first person because i don't even bring people home um that was a whole experience it was like um i'm so sorry there's a lot of them you may be harassed. This is also a first for them. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, you can find me on those platforms. Of course, uh, my podcast com- is also called Comfortably Excluded. Um, that is on um, Apple um, Podcasts. That's on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbeans, iHeart. We're on all the platforms. SoundCloud, all that jazz. You can, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in Comfortably Excluded and you can find us. And of course, I have a website, comfortablyexcluded.com, where you can actually even see some of, um, catch up with some of my filming work, um, some of my public speaking engagements, um, and all that stuff. And I love hearing from people. Like, so please send me your tweets, your emails, your DMs. It's so entertaining. I love talking to y'all. The women that are in my DM, y'all are just ridiculous and perverts. <laughs> I love it. Um, perverts. <laughs> Yes, that's me, Monty, all in the nutshell. That's where you can find me. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Well, then that concludes another episode of Toxic as Fuck. I will see you guys Yay. later. Bye. Bye.
And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're liking what you hear. And definitely follow me on Instagram at ToxicAFPod or my personal Twitter, EllisThePoet, E-L-Y-S, The Poet. I want to hear from you. Like seriously, at me. (laughs) Okay, bye.